G'day, and welcome to Feed for Thought, a regular podcast from Pioneer covering everything from farm systems to crops and products and much, much more. G'day guys, it's Matt Daly. I've got Wade Bell and Ian Williams with me today. The boys and I have uh, been picking up over the last month or so around empty, empty rates being uh, a lot higher on farm, um, and today we're going to unpack that a little bit. So um, there's a bit of commentary coming out in the papers, etc. cetera, now, um, but we're he- hearing it anecdotally as well. Yeah, so. I mean, some of the numbers we're hearing is, it, I mean, I've heard 25% empty rate, uh, and one heard that I was on farm recently. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. So pretty horrific. So we're going to unpack kind of what the uh, on-flow effects are and possibly why we've got to this uh, this season. So, and you've got some further numbers, I suppose, that have come out. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was reading the latest uh, dairy news, or not the latest dairy news, but just the recent dairy news, and um, LIC have said that their submission rates uh, are down 1.3% across the nation, and they think their submission rates in the South Island are up. So that means that the North, North Island has actually really struggled. I mean, boy, 1.3% reduction submission rate's a big number. Yeah. And so it could be as high as, say, 2% reduction. Yeah. yeah. So if the South had come up, obviously the, the North have... It's gone down. It, yeah, that's right. Pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. What do you think's caused that, Ian? Well, it's interesting. Oh, this is my theory. Um, I, I <laughs> reckon... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we had a really good payout. Uh, last season, I mean, we're talking, you know, close on 10 bucks. And uh, I think, and we had a dry summer. And I think what happened was that farmers milked on possibly a bit longer than they normally would in order to get the higher payout. And there simply wasn't the amount of feed going into, uh, into you know, into the autumn. Uh, and then, of course, when we hit calving, cows were in lower condition. And I think the average pasture cover was lower. Then that was exacerbated by a wet spring, which meant that utilisation of pasture was possibly lower. And also farmers talked about there being no guts in the grass, which usually indicates really low dry matters. So although they thought they may have been offering a significant amount of feed, they actually were lower, not only low utilisation, but lower amount of dry matter being given. Yeah. So directly on farm, you've seen this as well, Wade? Well, absolutely. But uh, this is classic Ian, right? So (laughs) go straight for the most simplistic answers to a complex issue like reproduction. Uh, So I I think there's more to it than that. Uh, So I agree with Ian. Those are a couple of uh, standouts. But the other things that we're seeing, and we're seeing for more than just the season just gone, uh, we've seen farmers bring their calving dates forward mm-hmm. a little bit in response to kind of more summer dry conditions. We've also seen uh, shorter mating periods. So mm-hmm. farmers tightening up that that mating period, you know, we're getting down to as short as nine weeks. Uh, and that's yep. gonna, we're going to see some obvious uh, implications for, for empty rates. Yep. Uh, we're seeing farmers uh, with going down the no bulls. So all AI, no bulls. Mm-hmm. So that makes, you know, heat detection, particularly in the latter phases of, of mating, more, more complicated and yeah, tricky. Yeah, but they, I mean, that guys are also using, you see an increased use of uh, wearables, collars and the like. And yep. so therefore, in theory... That should be. Better. I love how you use the word in theory, <laughs> yeah, and we've got nothing to back that up yet. But you're quite right. Yeah. Uh, the the wearables uh, are certainly coming online, and you know, as that technology improves, you yeah. would think that we should get some proved uh, heat detection devices and technology uh, to pick up some of those some of those trickier heats. Yep. But look, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I, I've I've been around a long time, right? And I, I, I still reckon the key thing that's affected uh, empty rate last, or this, this was, was that was the fact that the cows are in poorer condition and that they weren't utilising a feed that they would normally have. Okay, let's unpack that <laughs> then, and let's unpack his theories. Yeah. So, um, body condition score and and feeding. Let's 
let's go back to the basics. What some of the, yeah, the so processes that we can go through? There? So we know we know that if a cow can uh, cows in condition score four as opposed to condition score five, um, she's going to take probably about ten days um, longer to um, cycle, and she's going to produce about ten kilos, ten to fifteen kilos less milk. So we know that's true, mm-hmm. um, and we also know that feeding uh, post calving while important, isn't critical to getting cows in calf, but enough feed on hand is critical and having cows in condition score five and five and a half for your first and second calf is absolutely critical. I mean, it's, it's one of the non-negotiables that's been in the industry for a yeah. long time. Yeah, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. So on a, you know, oh, you quite frequently I do disagree <laughs> with that. On this case, uh, I, I don't. I, I think the thing, the next thing though is actually how farmers go about that because, you know, you talk to farmers and go, yeah, cows are in good condition. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How do you actually, what, what do you do differently to what you did last year? Well, if it was as simple as, as what we've explained, everyone would be getting it right and we'd have low empty rates, right? So what, uh, what a oh, great, that's, that's great a, that's a, no, no, that's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Wade, like we've, we've kind of touched on Ian's basics, I suppose. What, what are some of these details that we need to start being mindful of going forward? Yeah, so I guess it comes down to the execution. So how do you actually hit those targets, particularly around condition score? So you can do the kind of my lovely rules of thumb, uh, take my rules of thumb approach. Which, I was waiting you know, for some of these yeah, rules of yeah, thumb. Yeah, we've kind of missed them in the last episode or two, to be fair. So uh, very crudely, you're talking for a cow grazing all pasture, you can typically expect to gain sort of 0.3 to 0.4 a month. Of a body condition of score. Of a body yeah. condition score. Yeah. And for cows that are getting autumn pasture plus some form of supplement, typically things like maize, silage, palm kernel, which are very efficient at putting a condition on a cow, you can expect to see sort of 0.5, 0.6 a month. But you've got to take into account that you've got a period of time when you dry them off, typically a couple of weeks, where they're not going to put any condition on. And you've got a couple of weeks when you're leading into calving in that transition period where you're definitely not going to put any weight on a cow. So, so you've got a month about, that, you, that you're not going to put any weight on. Yep. And then the gap in between. So cows getting fed, say, grass and maize silage. Yep. Typically, if they're condition score four, you've got to allow three months. Correct. So that goes back to my point that if they milked on, <laughs> if they milked on too long... He's been then, setting me up for this, yeah, exactly. eh? He's been setting me up for this. <laughs> but if they milked on too long... Then, the, then, the, then they simply haven't didn't have enough time to hit that body condition score target. Agreed, and and so therefore it's really critical that farmers take that into account. I mean, three months is a long time to put a body condition score on, isn't it? It is a long time. Yeah, yep. And that's with pretty efficient kind of feeds in yeah. the diet to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in in the next step, Matt, is so that's kind of rule of thumb. I've certainly come across farmers who are using what I'd call a gold standard, where they're individually body condition scoring every cow, mapping that against the calving date, and you can actually run a report uh, out of the LIC Mind Alive. I'm sure there are other tools that uh, do a similar thing where you can actually map the two together, mm-hmm. and it'll start grouping groups of animals that you need to dry off at certain time frames so that you can hit those targets. So it's obvious that uh, technology is going to play a part and assist us, but what are some of the fundamentals, Wade, that, that might actually assist us with these new technologies coming through? Cow yep. conditioned yeah. at carving. Oh, yeah. Cow conditioned at carving, guys. I mean, look, Snap. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, and, and look, I, I still think farmers, it's really hard to take into account things like um, utilisation of feed and damage done through winter in terms of feed availability and all that sort of stuff. 
to me, I mean, we've got to give cows enough time to get in, to, to put weight on. We know that, and we've got to give cows enough time to get back in calf again. Yeah, yeah, and look, I, again, I can't disagree with that, but I think we need to look beyond this phase that we're in at the moment yep. where, where farmers are having to hit those targets and then look at what we're doing at mating yes. uh, and look at, okay, so what are the things that we as a farmer are trying to do here? You know, if we're trying to pull carving date forward and some of those, some of those things I talked about earlier. And to me, a critical element when you get to that point is that if you are making changes there, then it really ramps up the emphasis on things like pre-mating heats as a management tool yeah. to make sure that you can see what's happening with your herd prior to the start of mating yeah. and you can adapt your management and make sure that you're, you know, you're not challenging them for feed or, you know, you might use, need to use cedars uh, for a period to try and bridge some of that gap. You know, there's some other, there's some tools that you can, that you can use if you know that you've got a bit of a problem leading into mating. So, Ian, I know you've, you've worked down, you used to have like 10 things that you'd send people home with, then it's three. Now it's kind of one or two key messages. Yeah. If people are listening in, what is the key take home from you on this? And I know we've how, how we, we've heard one of them. <laughs> yeah, just the theory. Times. The theory. I've I've lobbed it up here. You can slam it home right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, cow condition at carving. Um, average pasture cover two two to two four. I mean, that's come from Kevin McDonald, making sure we hit residuals in, in in spring to make sure that cows are well fed. But I think there's the other things which come into this, and we've simply got to give cows enough time to put weight on. And so therefore milking too long into this into the autumn and compromising pasture cover is just something that we've got to avoid happening because cows simply need enough time. They need time. And for me, uh, I would say if you're looking to make other changes, the pre-mating heats become more important as a management tool to know what you're dealing with prior to mating. And to Ian's earlier point around the the feeding situation in the spring, we do have to take into account things like utilisation of feed, yeah, the weather conditions at the time, the dry matter of the feed, the quality of the feed, those things still play a part, but to perhaps a, a, a lesser extent. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, you're beautiful. <laughs> a win. That's a win. Take it. I'm take taking it. it. Take it today. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, guys. Hey, it's been great uh, having a yarn with you guys again. For those of you listening in, wherever you're listening from, uh, please make sure you subscribe. We're on all the channels. So the more you do that, the more we can connect with more uh, more people out there. And we just can't wait to, to talk to you again. So thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.